Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. The streets of Union City. To your nighttime radio. Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey, no. Seven till eleven, live local and live. Steve Travelies, Sunny Jersey, one hundred one point five. Weekday night, Steve's live local and live. Call him at one eight hundred two eight three one hundred one point five. And welcome to Monday night in New Jersey. How fast the weekend went, right? But what a weekend it was! Oh my God. Oh, my God. I had a great time uh, judging the uh, pet competition, the costume contest at All-American Subaru. Uh, adopt a pet. So many people did. That was fantastic. Phillies uh, advanced to the World Series. The Giants are 6-1. and one. The Giants are 6-1. and one. I'm wearing a giant hoodie that last year I got with a full tank of gas. And this year, probably worth about 50 bucks. Uh, I got the giant T-shirt under the giant hoodie. Uh, what a weekend. Jets are 4-2. and two. I mean, this is really isn't a sports radio station, but doesn't mean we're not fans, right? So uh, if, you're, if you're in New Jersey, uh, one way or another, you've got a lot to be happy about. Unless, of course, you're a Yankee fan, in which case you say, spend the money and fix this. Whole other thing. Uh, but again, we're not going to talk about sports. Um, what we do want to talk about, though, uh, is and later on, Ray Rossi's going to be calling in. You remember Jersey guy Ray Rossi? He and I were on the air together the night Sandy happened, which was 10 years ago this week. It was October 29th. I'll never forget because October 28th, the Giants beat the Cowboys, and that's how I keep track of things. But uh, what I want to start off with, it's a, it's a he said, she said, the police say, the dog's owner say, and it went on in Keyport. And officers say a police officer fired at a dog uh, that was charging. Dan Alexander wrote this, and I trust Dan Alexander with my life. Officials say a police officer fired at a dog that was charging at him in a parking lot late Saturday afternoon. The animal's owner is calling the incident animal cruelty. Officers responded to a call about an aggressive dog cornering a woman and her own dog in a parking lot on Pine Street around 540. According to the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office, when the officers arrived, the dog turned and charged at them, prompting one of the officers to fire his gun at the dog. Uh, now, they were called because of a dog, an aggressive dog. The officers responded to a call about an aggressive dog concerning a woman and her own dog in the parking lot. So she sees the dog. She calls the dog. She calls the cops. Cops come. And uh, the dog then, according to police, turned and charged at them, prompting one of the officers to fire his gun at the dog. The dog was hit in its shoulder and went into a garage where the SPCA subdued it for treatment. Uh, owner says the dog is now in critical condition. That I don't know. Uh, under the guidelines of the Attorney General's Office used for a force directive, the incident is being investigated by the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office Professional Responsibility Unit. Their investigation will determine what will happen to the dog and whether or not the owner will be charged. 
Now, prosecutor's office did not disclose how many shots were fired. Officials described the dog as a mixed breed, although it appears to look like a pit bull. Owner says the dog uh, police fired multiple times. Alexis Ferrara, who said on Facebook that she's the owner of the dog, accused police of shooting her dog simply being out on its own property. Uh, it's being He's being held in custody for being a dangerous dog. My dog has no record of being a dangerous dog. My dog did not touch anyone yesterday, adding the dog did not injure any person or animal. He's in critical condition. This is animal cruelty, Ferrara said. Uh, on her Facebook page is a recent post for Pitbull Education Month. Now, I don't want to get into the reaction on Instagram or social media because I want to get the reaction on you on New Jersey 101.5. So... What are your thoughts? I gave you the story. I gave you all the facts. Uh, it's a it's a police said she said. Uh, actually, we could say it's actually a uh, as she said because apparently it was a woman who called police with her dog, saying that her and her dog were being threatened by an aggressive animal. Police show up. Now that's why they're there in the first place. They didn't come because they had nothing else to do. Let's go hang out in Keyport. No, 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 no. They, they came responding to this call. Secondly, the, uh, they get there, and the dog, I'm not going to get into it, like, because I have no problem with pit bulls. I had a dog who was half pit bull, but um, Ziggy was uh, a terrier mix. And they're, they're, some are very friendly and some are very aggressive. Uh, the aggressive ones, from what I understand, have to be trained to be that way. So this isn't about the type of dog as much as is it about the fear of the dog. The woman's fear of the dog, for her own dog, because what are you going to do with the dog? You know, did you ever try to break up a fight between two dogs? Uh, now, I don't know how big you are. But did you ever have to break up a fight between two dogs if you're not bigger than the dogs or not, a, you know, a, an aggressive person who would even think they could break up a fight between two dogs? You're helpless. And if you love your dog and your dog isn't going to win this fight, you know what I'm saying? So 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about this situation? I personally, you know, can you, I, I can't blame the officer if, if the dog is attacking the police officer. I know t- with today's laws, if a human's attacking the police officer, he's totally wrong. God forbid they should defend themselves. But the dog, that's another story. Uh, but it's, it's up to the police officer or any human being to protect themselves if they're being threatened. And if you're being attacked by a pit bull, you know, I don't know, is there special animal training? Is there, I mean, uh, you know, uh, for cops, like dealing with aggressive animal training, maybe we can get uh, our good pal Eric Potts to tell us that. Uh, but what, you know, what is the police officer supposed to do if you've got an aggressive pit bull or any dog attacking you? Or threatening you. Do you fire the gun? I don't know at what point, you know, was the dog lunging at him? That we don't know. So there's that. Uh, secondly, as far as the dog owner goes, if you're in this situation, you have to really, really pay attention to your dog and what's going on. You know, if, if, the, if the dog owner saw what was going on, ran out there, the cop doesn't want to shoot the dog. Or shoot at the dog. No police officer wants to use their gun. 
So there's that. And my next question, you know, what do you make of the situation? Who do you believe? What do you think happened? But on the other hand, too, have you ever been attacked by an aggressive animal or threatened by an aggressive animal? What did you do? You know, by an aggressive animal, we're talking about an animal who could really hurt you. And I guess most can, right? You know, a rabid raccoon could hurt you. You pretty much are bigger than he is, but you don't know. A rat could hurt you. Have you ever been attacked by a rabid animal? Or not a rabid animal, by an aggressive animal, by an animal that wanted, that made you feel that they were going to hurt you? Threatened, attacked, whatever. They're two different things, right? Threatened is where they're sitting there growling, ready to come at you. Attacked is when they actually make the lunge. And what do you make of this situation? Who do you think is in the right? Were the police in the wrong for shooting at a pit bull that they say, a dog, pit bull mix that they say was lunging at them, you know, that was attacking them? Aggressive? Or is the owner right? And this is animal cruelty. 1-800-283-101.5. John, I would give you more time. I see more people buzzing in. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever gone to physical therapy? They just pass you around like uh, to a different therapist almost every visit. Or they just give you hot packs, cold packs, and exercise and send you home. Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you have ever tried. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started trinity rehab is dozens of locations in new jersey and pennsylvania like the newest ones in shrewsbury flemington and Wycliffe lake so you know there's one near you for more details call trinity rehab at 800-518-0977 or visit trinity-rehab.com that's trinity-rehab.com here's new jersey 101.5 fast traffic 1-800-283-101.5 uh, officials say a police officer in Keyport fired a dog that was charging at him in a parking lot Saturday afternoon. Animal's owner is calling it animal cruelty. Uh, police called because uh, they said the dog, a woman called saying she and her dog were being uh, attacked by the dog, threatened by the dog. What should he have done? What do you make of the situation? Tara, hold on. I want to get John in Bucks County. He's been waiting a while. John, you're on New Jersey 101.5. What are you thinking? Uh, long time listener. Uh, enjoy your show. Thank you, pal. Um, I was bitten by a dog, you know, a long time ago. Uh, any dog can be a biter. I mean, you have to control your dog anytime you're in public, you know? Um, but on the other hand, I heard you say, you know, cops don't want to use their guns and stuff like that. And with that, I have to slightly disagree. I mean, you think the cop wanted to shoot the dog? I'm not saying this specific cop, but there's there's a lot of cases where, you know, you see a cop shoot a dog, there's video, and there's absolutely no reason for it, you know? Small dogs, you know. I haven't seen that maybe. video. I mean, I, I, I can yeah. only go by my opinion. I mean, I don't know. If there's, if do you, if you have an incident yeah. where I'm just, I'm just thinking, John, it's human nature. You know that I mean? Like, I'm sure people unless you're screwed up in the mind, don't want to go out and kill animals. So I'm assuming that if you're a police officer, you got, you know, you've got the job, you're not looking to shoot a dog, 
right? I mean, what would you know for the for the hell of it or whatever? I would imagine. Well, like I'm saying, cops are people too. You know, yeah. they're bad apples. And so, what would make it? What would make a cop want to shoot an animal? I don't know, but I've seen videos on YouTube where what they, videos on YouTube? You know, Give me. You saw a video on YouTube where a cop shot a dog for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy came home right. and found out that the cops had shot his dog in his yard, and you know the cop was apologizing. They were at the wrong house. And, All right, but that's you know, but now wait a minute, that's a mistake. But again, we don't know the the cop didn't go there to shoot the dog. What I'm saying is right. They don't want to shoot the dog. If you're telling me that a cop went to the wrong house and shot a dog that was, I'm imagining, threatening him. They didn't, again, they didn't go there for the express purpose of shooting a dog, but if there was a situation and the cop apologized, you know, then again, that's a mistake. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. See what I mean? Well, I saw on YouTube, but come on. If you got something, bring it. But don't, you know, be a little more specific. Like Tara. Tara's in Cliffwood. Tara's very specific. Hello, Tara. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good. I'm great. All right. I heard that, Tara. I could hear it in your voice. <laughs> Listen to the greatness. Listen to that smile, that warmth, the happiness that is Tara. And here she is. You have to, you have to today. You see the weather out there? It's I know. So you I know. Happy, you know, got to bring your own sunshine. Exactly. Otherwise, I'm telling you, Dan Zara, my favorite rock band title, Pockets of Niceness. That's going to be my new band. He said that in his weather report. So what are you thinking? Tell me what happened. So I believe 100% the cops, first of all, keeper cops are amazing. I've been around here for my whole life. And, mm. um, you know, we get we get bad apples everywhere. Right. But these cops are were there 100% to protect the lady and her child. I have two young children, and you have to do what you have to do, first of all, to protect a mom and a child, number one. And number it was two. a mom and a dog. It was a, a woman and a dog. Yeah, and her four-year-old child was Oh, there. the four-year-old as well. See, that's not in the story. Okay, and see, now you, you've even made, you've even expanded it to make it more sensible. Yeah, and um, so I kind of know, like, through, I kind of know the girl, you know, and stuff like that, too. My whole thing is, even if it's about suing someone, if, if she wanted to do that or whatever, why would you just go to social media about it? The dog's not, the dog, as of, from the last thing I heard, was shot, um, like in its arm or shoulder or whatever. So the cops were not going to kill it. Um, right. they, they didn't want to do that. They do, no cop wants to do that. No cop wants to hurt anybody. Their, their job is to protect. So number one, are you going to save a woman and her dog and a child, or are you going to just save a dog? So, I mean, they had to do what they had to do. So that's how I, well, let it. me ask you this though. I mean, do you really believe, cause I, I you know, I've talked to police officers who say like when they yeah. shoot they're shooting to kill they're going critical mass they're not trying this ain't the movies they're not trying to wound anybody so you really believe that the the police officer is thinking at the as the dog is attacking i'm going to aim for the shoulder or well, do you did. think that the if dog, he was so the dog came running he came running um i've seen other videos today too of the dog normally i love dogs i have two dogs of my own it doesn't matter if they're pitbulls or not to me i've seen my friend get her face ripped off by a dog when i was younger so really any dog can yes so any dog can attack it doesn't matter who it is it could be their own owners i mean you see it on the news every single day attacking kids their own you know it doesn't matter but it's also how it's raised and if you see these videos on facebook of this dog how it was raised it it looks like it's raised too 
kind of attack. And I get that. Some people want to, you know, have their homes protected. There are other, you know, her children protected. So, so I, you know the dog. Like, you know the dog. Yeah. You know the situation. Well, I don't know it personally. No, but you are you know enough about yeah. it. Yeah, aware. Yes. So I 100% believe the cops. I'm a cop's daughter. Mm-hmm. I also, like I said, I have children. And so I, the, the, the whole thing is sad because as long, you know, I don't want the dog to pass away either, but is the dog, is the other dog safe? Is the lady safe? And is her child safe? That's number one to me. Are the cops safe also? They put their life at risk every single day. So to me, everyone else is safe and I'm praying that the dog's going to be okay too, you know? Have you heard anything about the dog? I haven't heard anything else as of today. I just, you know, I keep, like I said, I keep praying. I don't know. Um, I work today, so I don't know. I don't know exactly how he's doing now. All right. If you find that, you call me, okay? Okay. All right, Tyra. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. So 1-800-283-101.5. Again, I, I take for granted police officers are not out to go shoot dogs. And if an officer did have to shoot a dog or shoot at a dog or wound a dog or whatever, that it was in the line of duty and the officer was threatened. Now, I don't know what the situation is. If you're a police officer, what is that? Have you ever encountered an attacking animal. Have you ever encountered an aggressive dog? What is the procedure to handle it? In this situation, do you believe that the cop was right to shoot at the dog or was the cop wrong, um, you know, for not finding another way? And I would think that in any other time, this wouldn't be a problem. But in this, in, in this ever crazy world that we live in now, you know, depending on what neighborhood the cop was in, <laughs> He could have lost his job, uh, you know, in this, in this new world that we live in. But 1-800-283-101.5. Also, have you ever been in a situation where uh, you felt threatened by an aggressive animal? What did you do? 7.30. Now, the lead is... You by Robert Kansky at Remax First Advantage. Breast cancer is the most common cancer among women in New Jersey. Schedule your regular breast cancer screenings today. Early detection saves lives. Brought to you by New Jersey 101.5 and Rob Dukansky of Remax First Advantage. Visit him at robsellsnj.com. All right, keyboard police officer uh, being charged at by a dog. Shoots the dog in the shoulder. Dog's in critical condition. Owner is upset that uh, the officer shot the dog. The officer was called on the scene because a woman was being threatened by the dog as well, uh, as, well as her dog and with her four-year-old child, daughter. Uh, what do you make of the situation? Who's right? Who's wrong? Have you ever been attacked by uh, or charged at by an aggressive animal? James is in Brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, James. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm just chiming in on your subject tonight. Well, I'm glad. So, um, it's a, I mean, it's a touchy subject anyway when you talk about this, but uh, it's, you know, there's, I'm a dog owner, dog lover, so, you know, it's, you don't want to see that. No, not at all. And I'm sure the police officer didn't want to do that either. Yeah, no, I, you know what, like, I, it's, it's, it stinks that, that the breed of pit bull has such a bad rap because there are some of the nicest pets. They, you know, they can be. They really are. Animals. They really are. And just, there are a few out there that are trained, like you say, or brought up to be aggressive and, uh. You know, they can be scary. I mean, everybody has seen one, I think, and that's how they got such a bad rap. Right. Um, you know, how the officer acted is, I guess, I guess my question would be, don't they have body cams? Like, wouldn't that be the first thing you would think? Right. Well, if there's a body cam, you could say, 
you know, how the officer did he act with excessive force or not. But without that, there's no way to know because you and I weren't there. You know, I don't know how that dog was charging or if he was charging at all. You know, no, that makes that makes perfect know. sense. That makes perfect sense. Absolutely. You know, but the owner, the owner is saying, the owner is saying that the, the officer was wrong. The officer went there with, you know, he was called to the scene because a woman complained that there was an aggressive dog. And the dog, the officer said he was charged. They responded to a call about an aggressive dog cornering a woman and her own dog in a lot at Pine Street about 540. This is according to the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office. When the officers arrived, the dog turned and charged at them, prompting one of the officers to fire his gun at the dog. So the owner is saying the dog has never left his own property, and the officer was wrong. And uh, basically, my thing is, you know, who do you believe? And also, have you ever been attacked by an animal, an aggressive animal, or cornered by one? I've never been attacked, but uh, again, I, you know, it, it's hard to say who to believe. You know, if it was an aggressive dog, it shouldn't have been off a leash. I could say that, you know. James. Again, I'm a dog owner. James, and, James, you know, yeah. you're there, right? You show up. You, you're there. And there you see the dog, right? And the dog has got the woman and the baby, a four-year-old baby, and uh, a dog cornered. Now the dog turns, sees you, and charges. What do you do? Yeah, well, I guess you have to make that split decision. Well, what do you do? What do you What do you do? You You got a gun. What do you do? I don't. I don't know. I, you know, I would be. I would not want to shoot a dog. But well, yeah. I don't think anybody would want to. But yeah. what would you do? Yeah, I guess, you know, I can't answer that question. If you... All right. Thanks for the call. The New Jersey 101.5. That's what I'm, that's, that's basically what I'm looking for. So I turned to my good friend, uh, retired Manalapan detective Bob Forsett, uh, who calls me from Monroe because I asked Bob, can you give me a call? Bob Forsett, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, Steve, and you? All right. Now, you've been on the job many, many years, right? One of Manalpin's best, finest. What would you do in this situation? A uh, Keyport police officer uh, fired at a dog, Pitbull Mix, who uh, was charging at him in a parking lot. He was responding to a call because a woman claimed that the dog had her and her uh, own dog cornered. And another caller said that she had a four-year-old daughter as well. According to the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office, when the officers arrived, the dog turned and charged at them, prompting one of the officers to fire his gun at the dog. Dog is now in the shoulder in critical condition. What do you make of it? First of all, speaking for myself and probably most people, right. you don't want to shoot a dog. Right. That's number one. But when the officer gets there, if it's like it was said, and that dog was confronting that mother and child, you are responsible and you're looking out for the health and safety of those people. Right. And if the dog is barking at them, I would imagine they saw something to that effect. And the dog was not a direct, was not a, if they saw the dog with the people in the corner, that means the dog really wasn't attacking them at the time, I would assume. Right. So they get out of the car. And they yell and scream to draw the attention. That dog turns and comes at them based on the information they received by the complainants over the radio. That dog now comes at them. They have enough reasonable, articulate suspicion that it's an issue. And if it was me and it's coming at me, if it's 30 yards away, I don't shoot. But it keeps coming and gets to a point where I think to myself, 
I have to now. I shoot. You're not, you, you're in danger. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Okay. I am not. I am not going to let that dog physically attack me and tear my leg off or tear my, tear my arm. Right, you have an obligation, you know. To, and and also, there's going to be, I imagine, body cam uh, video that will back this up. Have you ever been in that situation? Have you ever been like uh, under attack by an animal? Two or three times, and lucky. And one was at the English Town auction at at a night nighttime when the auction was closed. Um, but the dog charged, and for whatever reason, myself. And I, I, I'm not sure who I was with, but I kind of think I know. Uh, but we took aim on the dog. And at that time, we had revolvers. We didn't have the semi-automatics. Right. So we only had six shots. So you want to make them count. But the dog charged and stopped 15 feet away from us. Put the brakes on and stopped. Wow. We didn't have to shoot the dog. Wow, you're lucky. Uh, now, the other question, too. Because uh, uh, another police officer told me this: when when you shoot, are, are you are you shooting to wound? Are you going for? Or are you going critical mass? You're shooting to kill. When, when a police officer actually does have to fire his gun, they people always talk about that. We shoot for mass. That's what I thought. We shoot up. We shoot to stop the aggressor, but we shoot for mass. Right. This isn't a movie. Even though you, my friend, were in a movie, this isn't a movie. Do I want to kill somebody? No. No. No way. No way in the world. Do mm -hmm. I want to kill a dog? No way in the world. But it comes down to me or them mm -hmm. or the dog and other people. I have to protect their lives. I have to protect mine. Bob, you're the best. Thanks so much for calling in. Dave, best of the family, buddy. You got it, my friend. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Yours as well. Stick around. Old Jersey. 101.5. Steve Trevelis. We want to wish a happy Diwali to all who celebrate. Today is October 24th, and that is the day. And uh, I want to get your... Uh, I want to get your uh, thoughts on what happened here in Keyport, which is... Uh, on NJ1015.com, officials are saying a police officer fired at a police dog that was charging at him in the parking lot late Saturday afternoon. The animal's owner is calling the incident animal cruelty. Officers responded to a call about an aggressive dog cornering a woman and her dog in the parking lot on Pine Street around 540, according to the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office. When the officers arrived, the dog turned, charged at them, prompting one of the officers to fire his gun at the dog. All right, your thoughts. 1-800-283-101.5. We'll take this into the next hour, so stick around. Craig is in Newark on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Craig. Yes, good uh, evening. I'm a former law enforcement officer from the city of Newark. I spent uh, my whole career and 37 years in law enforcement. So I can tell you that this. I've been a dog owner. I had two pit bulls uh, with my mother and my brother. And let me tell you this, the training of the owner is a significant part of everything. Uh, was I on scenes where we had to take down pit bulls? Yes, I was. I was in a crime scene unit, and we had to take um, pit bulls down several times. Right. But what I'm saying to you is that officer, when he responded, and he was charged because I'm a, a – Academy instructor as well. 
He had no other choice but to take that dog down. So the owner is, <laughs> he, uh, he realms in lunacy that that officer didn't have that authority to do what he did. It's unfortunate that the dog we had to get rid of, but the owner, um, whoever he may be, he didn't train that dog properly in the sense that uh, he was a friendly pit bull, although he could have been a pit bull protecting the family. Once the uniform came upon, right, the uniform officer had to do what he had to do. So that officer was 110% right when he did what he did. That's what I thought, you know, and, and that's, you know, that, again, you know, it just it just makes sense. No officer wants to shoot a dog. Craig, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Okay, Lou and Bill and Diana, uh, Diana Kelly and Greg, I want to give you guys all the time you need. I really want to get to the bottom of this. And your thoughts, 1-800-283-101.5. Also, have you ever been in a situation where you were threatened or cornered by an animal? What did you do? How did you handle it? 1-800-283-101.5. New Jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Number to get through is 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. All right. The question is, have you ever been attacked or cornered by an aggressive animal. Now, in Keyport, officials say a police officer fired at a dog who was charging at him in a parking lot Saturday afternoon. The animal's owner is saying it's animal cruelty. Officers responded to a call about an aggressive dog cornering a woman and her own dog in the lot on Pine Street around 540, according to the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office. When the officers arrived, the dog turned, charged at them, prompting one of the officers to fire his gun at the dog. The owner of the dog says that the um, the dog was actually on its own property and uh, is calling it animal cruelty. Dog's in critical condition. He is animal, and uh, this is animal cruelty. Uh, owner says uh, the police shooting simply the dog being out on its own property. He's being held in custody for being a dangerous dog. My dog has no record of being a dangerous dog. My dog did not touch anyone yesterday, adding that the dog did not injure any person or animal. So, what do you make of the situation? Have you ever been in a situation? where you were cornered by an aggressive animal. Bill is in Bud Lake on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Bill. Hey, how you doing? Good. How about you? Not, not bad. I, I, I have two things. One, uh, uh, my wife was attacked by a dog when uh, she was walking our two dogs, and they were on a leash. Right. And uh, that's what I'm calling about is the dog, why wasn't it on a leash or why wasn't it in? you know, a uh, fenced-in area. The owner's supposed to control the dog. The owner is saying the dog was on its own property. Now, we got, we're got we going to have to see the video, right? We're going to have to see the police cam. Or where was the, where where did this incident happen? If the dog, you know, did it happen on the dog's property? Which is another point. I don't think, I don't know, I don't think so. Uh, the dog was on Pine Street around 540. Now, I don't know who owns the property this all took place on, but the police show up, the dog turns and comes at the police officer. What's the police officer supposed to do? 
I guess because it all, you know, I think the police officer was right, you know, because number one, uh, like I said, the dog probably, whether it's on its own property or not, um, it should not be able to get to anyone, right? Isn't there a leash law, you know? On the on, well, I don't know if the dog is on its own property, then it wouldn't be a leash law. You don't keep your dog on a leash in your house, right, or out in your backyard, do you? No, no, no. But but but, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is is you, you could be on the edge of someone's property, and you know that that dog needs to be either controlled. You know what I'm fenced saying? in. It could be on its property, but you know I. I I, I, I'm just saying that, you know, I, I believe the police was all, 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 all 100% uh, correct, you know. Uh, right. You must be able to control your dog one way or the other. And number one, it shouldn't have been cornering somebody. And number two, it shouldn't have been out running, you know, af- after the police. You know, I have I have dogs myself. But, right. You know, uh, I, I just know that I, I have to have my dog in control all the time. And uh, if it gets out, you know, I'm at fault for anything you're responsible for the dog all right bill thanks for the call to new jersey 101.5 danielle is in keyport on new jersey 101.5 now you know the dog and the family right yes and i was at the park yesterday um with a bunch of kids in the park and i witnessed the whole thing and the dog never cornered the lady a lady approached um was crossing the parking lot right and the dog approached the lady, and the lady bent down and pet the dog with her dog and continued on to their walk. I was informed that someone made a false police report that the neighbors have a lot of issues with this family and make false reports on their dogs often. The dog then retreated back to its back gate and was laying by the gate while officers arrived, and they called the dog over to them by his name. And he trotted over to them, and when he got within a five-foot range of them, they started shooting at the dog, missing the dog. There was kids in a park. They're openly firing what? in a in a park where there's kids around and they're missing. The dog then ran up his driveway, and I'm in the parking lot, and they follow the dog up into his driveway and then continue shots at him in his own home in his driveway. It was disgusting. It was inhumane. Is there video of any of this? Yes, there's ring camera footage from the block of the entire incident from when he got out of the yard. Could you send us the video? Unfortunately, the family's lawyers have, have, have advised them that they are not allowed to leak the video themselves. Does anybody else have the video? All right, so you're saying you got video. So the cops came, called. they showed up. You're saying the cops showed up, called the dog by name, and the dog wasn't aggressive at all. No, he tr- in the in the ring camera video that the family showed me, he trots on over to the police, and all four police already had their guns out pointed at him at the, before they got out of. The Why would they do that? Taking their guns out. I mean, I can understand the neighbors being upset, whatever's going on in the neighborhood, but why would police officers do that? I don't know. Um, the dog is a Doesn't friendly dog. Doesn't that seem odd to you? Actually, Absolutely. The dog, I know the family, and they own a dog kennel. They have many American bullies. He's not a pit bull. He's an American bully, okay. and they have many of them. And they are all sent to one of the best training facilities in New Jersey. His name is Matt one underscore on Instagram. And right. if you go on this Instagram page and watch Blaze's training, he is trained for off-the-leash obedience, and he is trained just— Blaze is the dog that was shot. 
Yes. Okay. He is alive and he is doing well. He's doing okay. All right. Yeah. You know what? You shed new light on this. You know, but I mean, it, my premise is if you're a police officer and you're confronted, you know, if, the, if a dog is coming at you, what do you do? Right. That's when you call the when you call the dog over to you. What you're saying is that what you're saying is completely different. I mean, what you're saying is completely different. If it happened the way you're saying, of course, absolutely not. I'm saying, you know, my premise is that if you think about you, if you're under, if you have a you know a dog coming at you, you know, an aggressive dog coming at you, not friendly. What do you do? That's you know the narrative that we're working here with the story. Now there's another side to the story, like the owner is saying, like you're saying, that's got to come out, you know, as quickly as possible. Yeah. All yes, right. Absolutely. Um, I that I have seen the ring camera footage, and he did not run at these officers. He trotted over to them when he was mm-hmm. called by his name, and right. it seemed pretty crazy. And I think that. I, the dog looks well trained all over their Instagram pages. They own a kennel. They have many dogs. It's been to off the leash training. It's it's an awesome dog. You should you should meet him because he's awesome. All right, Danielle. When the time comes, you come back on. If there's any way we can get this video, please let me know. We'd love to have it, and we'll we'll write it up on our website. We'll do a thing on it. Absolutely. We'll you know we'll make a big deal uh, if you could get us the video. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling New Jersey 101.5. Get Diane's call, Kyle, to our news department and uh, let him track it down and see what we've got here. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. It doesn't change the narrative, though. You know, the idea of, you know, have you ever been confronted? Have you ever been cornered, attacked, uh, had, a, had a dog or an animal run at you? An aggressive animal. 1-800-283-101.5. We got Greg, we got Diana Kelly, and we've always got room for you. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever gone to physical therapy and they just pass you around to a different therapist almost every visit? Or they just give you hot packs, cold packs, some exercise, and then send you home? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Shrewsbury, Flemington, and Woodcliffe Lake. So you know there's one near you. For more details, call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. This past track by Maloof Auto Group. Maloof has a huge inventory of new vehicles in stock and ready for immediate delivery. Stop getting put on a waiting list. Put yourself in the driver's seat with six brands to choose from and excellent customer service. Shop Route 1 in North Brunswick or online at Maloof.com. Maloof. Maloof. Hi. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. In keyboard, officials say a police officer fired at a dog that was charging at them in a parking lot. The owner says it's animal cruelty that the dog was on its own property. Where do you stand on this? And we just had someone who knew the dog earlier and knows the family uh, claiming that uh, it's all BS. Uh, so where are you in this? one 800 And also, have you ever been confronted or threatened by an aggressive dog or an aggressive animal? 
You know, officers responded in NJ1015.com story to a call about an aggressive dog cornering a woman and her own dog in a lot on Pine Street around 540 Saturday. When the officers arrived, according to the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office, the dog turned and charged at them, prompting one of the officers to fire his gun at the dog. This is from the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office. Now, what do you make of this? And also, do you uh, have you ever been in that situation? What did you do? Uh, Diana Kelly is in Washington's Crossing on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Diana Kelly. Hi, how are you this evening? Good, how about you? I am terrific. And uh, I would like to enter another option to okay. the shooting. Um, it's called pepper spray. You can buy it at any hardware store. Right. And I think policemen should carry it. Um, he could easily have sprayed this dog, the aggressive dog, in his face or his nose even. I would start with the nose and then move up. But you don't resort to gun violence as a first option. I mean, is that See, right? I don't know how they're trained. That's what I mean. I don't know. That's, that's why I asked. I had Bob Forsyth gone and retired and now up and detective. He says, look, if your job is to protect the community, your job is to protect the people. If this is true, what they're saying, and this woman and her dog and her daughter possibly were under under threat, under attack, your job is to protect the neighborhood. But the pepper spray is, uh, pepper spray is a great argument, and I don't know like how police officers today are trained to deal with aggressive animals and and aggressive people this i bought for people um i walk a lot i walk three miles a day and as a matter of fact i was confronted by a doberman yesterday he was bigger than i was and what i did i would never have sprayed an animal this is just for two-legged animals what I did when I saw the dog approaching me, he came out of the bushes. I've actually never seen him before. I don't know if it was a new family that moved in or what it was all about. Right. But the dog started to circle me. So the first thing you do when an animal does that is stand still. You have to think like an animal. If you run, that animal is going to run after you, and they have four legs. They're going to chase you down. So the first thing you do is stand still. And then if you can, establish eye contact with them. That's another good thing, because the one thing you don't want them to sense is fear. And eye contact between animals says, hey, I'm your buddy, but don't mess with me. And this animal, he was literally as tall as I was, just stood there. And he looked at me, and he looked at me, and he looked at me, and I stood still. And he finally got tired of looking at me and walked away. Well, there you go. A lot of people have said that about bears, too. You know, like just, uh, you know, don't don't look the bear in the eye. Don't even, you know, make pretend the bear is not there and it won't even make a difference. Won't even bother you. Greg is in Hamilton on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Greg. Hey, Steve. How are you tonight? I'm good. How about you? All right, all right. Just taking it easy. Got oh, home. good for you. Anyway, start showing to what you were just talking about. I, we got attacked. Me and my little 10-pound Sharky got attacked by a bull mastiff. 175-pound beauty. Wow. That's a gorgeous dog. In the neighborhood. And we knew each other. Like, it wasn't like it was a strange dog. And they're just passing each other and the thing. And it was the craziest thing in the world, Steve. And all of a sudden, this dog 
decided to charge. We were about 30 feet away from each other. Right. Took the owner and just tore her away and came charging towards me and my little guy, right? Oh, man, what'd you do? I went to pick him up. I fell down. But here's the strangest thing in the world that happened. Uh-huh. And you're talking about a dog sense. Right. The dog, the bullmaster, pricked up my dog in his mouth, right? And my little guy never moved one inch. He laid like he was dead already. He didn't move. Right. He stayed there. And the dog bit down on him, and then he let go, and he came back and got around his head. Again, never moved, right? Right. Then, fortunately, the owner got up from the fall that she fell, came over and got her dog off, right? Right. And he got up. He was still he's bleeding, right? And I let him go. I let him go. He just ran towards the house. My, we were only like 50 feet away from our house. Right? right. He ran, and he got there, and he stayed in the driveway until I got there. I picked him up, and the woman came over, and we drove to the to the animal hospital where he was been treated. Oh my God, she came. It turned out all he had was six punctures, all right? Right. And two fractured ribs, all right, out of this whole thing. And they don't ask, the first thing the doctor says, did the dog shake him, right? Right. And I said, no, he didn't shake, he just played dead. He says, you gotta be thankful to God because let me tell you, they shake that dog, they have the power that can cut your arm right off. You know, really, off. yeah. Beautiful dogs. Sure. But they didn't shake him. Because if they do shake them, what happens is they stay alive for a little bit. The insides turn upside down. Oh, they don't man. last very long. But as God's wish, and unfortunately, the dog was never the same, but he, he got through it. Yeah, he was never the same. No, because he, he had like a little heart murmur. He got a little, he wouldn't go down the same, he wouldn't walk down the same uh, venue that we used to walk all the time. Oh, but. yeah, absolutely. He's got, has a lasting memory. But, you know, he was smart enough to just play dead and not, you know. It, it, was, it was the craziest thing. I, told, I still think about it. I see him doing that, and I said, wow. And it, he saved my life, too, because by him doing that, I'm next. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now, now, you know what to do. Play dead. If you ever get a bull mastiff, attack you, Greg. All right, man. Thanks for the call. The New Jersey 101.5. Can't imagine. You know, I... I I can't. I don't remember ever being. I mean, there've been times where like dogs have barked at me through fences and stuff like that. But the idea of being out there with a dog, you know, and uh, or any aggressive animal that is on the attack or is going to charge at you, what would you do if you ever been in that situation? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. My wife was. She's a physical therapist, and uh, she had a dog chase her, and she ran and jumped over a fence. And uh, I think the dog got up and actually got her leg. Have you ever been in that situation? You know, I'm going to knock on wood while I'm saying this. I I haven't. A few years ago, when I was living in Jersey City, I was out grabbing something from the car and i noticed this dog off off leash by himself across the street and this dog sees me and just makes a beeline oh, just man. bull rushes me now this dog is kind of small it's like a medium-sized dog and the dog just sat down and looked at me and clearly was lost but that's the closest i've ever been and never had an aggressive situation thank god you don't know what you can do i mean like what even what would you do because the dog yeah, you have to either know some way to subdue the dog or know yeah. something you could say to calm the dog down, talk nice to the dog, or hey, you know what I mean, or not even pretend that you're even phased by the dog. Right. Because if you show fear, forget it. Well, and if you act aggressively, I mean, who, like if you try, if you have a stick or something like you're, you're using to fight you. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a fine line. You got to be careful. 
Yeah, you know, that's why I, I like to carry treats in my pocket. Because, you <laughs> that's know, a good, know, that's you know. a good thing. I always, always carry cheese. Yeah, sometimes you know? <laughs> I screw up, I give the chocolate to the dog. And you're not supposed oh, to give no, the dog chocolate, no. nor am I supposed to give my kids uh, treats. So sometimes it gets messed up. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. It's 830. Now the latest New Jersey news. 101.5, weather brought to you by Keystone Roofing and Siding. Here's your home's exterior showing signs of age. Don't wait till it's too late. Call Keystone Roofing and Siding for a free evaluation. Roofing, siding, and windows, quality work, professionally done. Visit the new state-of-the-art showroom on Route 9 in Helm or log on to KeystonePros.com. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Ray Rossi's calling in later. Their little Sandy talk. We got the town hall coming up on Wednesday at 7. Ten years ago, it was Sandy. How about that? All right. A couple days ago, a police officer in Keyport shot a dog, Pitbull Mix, that was, uh, he said, charging him. And uh, what do you make of the situation? The owner says, uh-uh. And we had a caller agree with the owner. We've got a lot of people agreeing with the police officer, responding to a call about an aggressive dog concerning a woman and her own dog in a parking lot at Pine Street, according to the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office. When the officer arrived, the dog turned and charged at them, prompting one of the officers to fire his gun at the dog. Caller says they've got video to the contrary. What do you make of this? And also, have you ever been attacked or confronted? Or have you ever been, actually ever been charged by an aggressive animal? Rich is in Mount Holly on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rich. Hey, how's it going? Good. How about you? Oh, I'm doing great now. Uh, I just thought this was a great opportunity. I just was driving uh, my new used car home uh, with the radio on, and I heard you talking about what you're talking about here. All right. What's the new used car that you got? Oh, it's a Chevy Tracker with a surprisingly low mileage on it. Really? Did you get a good deal? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Came all the way from Alaska. It better be a good deal. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I keep... <laughs> How expensive are cars in Alaska? Oh, man, they're too expensive and everything rusts too. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah really? Right? A lot of snow up there? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm from the southern portion. I'm from an island called Kodiak. Uh-huh. I work... Where the bears come from? Indeed. I'm oh. from Kodiak Island, home of the Kodiak Bears. Okay. Um, and... Primarily nowadays, I spend my summers there working seasonally on the Alaska Peninsula. Uh, I've now begun working at a place called Chignik, but um, before I was working kind of on the ed edge of the Bering Sea right. out of Fort Moeller, just kind of south of like the big, you know, Bering Sea fishery that everybody knows oh. about. Um, and so I'm counting fish. I'm counting salmon through a weir. Uh, essentially, it's just like a fit, uh, like a, like a fence across the river, and right. we have one point at which we control the flow. Salmon consistently return to rivers to spawn, and we count them. Um, and what made you come to Jersey? Oh, I'm a musician. And oh, okay. got a, you don't want to spend the rest of your life counting salmon. <laughs> no, I don't necessarily. It's well, okay. To be, but it's uh, what I do you play? A lady over here. So, uh, oh, I'm a I'm a drummer. You are. Um, and I'm a sound engineer as well. What's the name of your band? Oh, geez, I'm in a couple. I'm in, uh, let's see, I'm in Ugliest Americans. I'm okay. in Psychic of Orange. I'm in uh, Puddle, kind of just started up. But just a bunch of small-time stuff. Where I just got out of college. So. Well, congratulations. We're, we're, Best of luck we're to you. It out. Thank right. you. Well, uh, I wanted to say, right. if it matters, um, so I've been around a lot of bears a lot. And... 
Well, this was a dog. Like, yes. Well, I was about to get to that. Okay. Uh, as far as being charged, because I've also been around some wolves, and right. in the more remote areas, dogs are much, much, much less policed. I think uh, leash laws, I was actually surprised to learn that that was a thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's a commonplace occurrence to have to be able to discern what any given animal is trying to do and trying to get out of a situation. Right. And oftentimes, anyway, it's important to note when you get real sweaty to just keep your head about you and think about, are they aggressing me because they feel defensive or are they aggressing me because they think I'm prey? And in either case, oh. most it's most commonly solved in either case by just making a stance in a loud way, in a, in a firm way. It's not uncommon to literally put your hands in the air. And it's, it's, you say whatever you need to say, but use the full force of your chest voice and anything you need to say if you just yell. But it's, it's, these animals, if they're defensive, they'll pick up on that mm-hmm. as, as, okay, I should choose flight instead of fight if they're being defensive. And if they're offensive, they will decide, okay, well, you know, most animals, essentially, they're not trying to get hurt. And so if there's a chance they're going to get hurt, they're they will out. avoid even large bears. I mean, I spend time, there's like eight to 10 bears around me consistently all day. And all you have to do is assert your position that you're not there to like screw around, but you're also not trying to impose upon them. And you do that, and they pick up. You basically raise your hands in an authoritative voice and say, no problem here, nothing to worry about, and they just leave. I think, yes, and the first thing I've gone is to throw some rocks. I think there's been one instance Mm -hmm. out of dozens of bears and dogs and wolves where we actually had to use lethal force to put it down, and this was after a large array, which, by the way, I, I was glad about the pepper spray comment. Right. There's a large margin of non-lethal options or less than lethal options that include cracker shells, which explode in the air and, mm-hmm. and they make a loud noise. There's rubber bullets. There's steel bird shot, which doesn't inject lead into well, the most creature. Most have all that. Like, exactly. I mean, yeah. I was going to hope that, you know, they were carrying more or less than lethal things. And I don't know if that's some sort of statement on the state of our policing. But I wish that there was like like they'd said something a little bit less forceful. If the if the police officer felt aggressed, I mean, like I said, I've been charged. before. Well, he shows up and the dog is charging and he's not yeah. used to it. He's so charged, it's a different thing. Even if. And, 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 and even if there's, because if you're going in in a defensive stance, if you're being told that, okay, this animal's aggressive, you go in defensively, right. you're going to be reading everything this animal does with the thought that it's being aggressive. So even if the dog just kind of tro- like ran on up mm-hmm. and they were like, oh man, this dog's aggressive, I could, I've totally overreacted to animals just like being, you know, trying to figure out what's going on or being a little defensive and trying to like let you know. All right. No, no, to, that makes sense. You know. So I know, one more way, question. I, mean, I hate to be, yeah. What if you're attacked by an aggressive groupie, since you being a drummer and all these rock bands could happen, then what do you do then? <laughs> you, you oh, man, well, it depends on what they're attacking and why they're attacking. <laughs> That's a very good question. That's a very good point. 800-283-101.5. Izzy is in Lakewood on New Jersey 101.5. Your thoughts, Izzy? Pissy, what's going on? Uh, yeah, I had one time when I was in Utah. Right. I don't know, cross-country traveling camp. 
I was walking up the hill about a quarter mile to get right. up to the facilities at the site we were staying at. Um, there were two owners on top of the hill with the dog without a that didn't ha- didn't have a leash on it. So the dog actually came out charging to mm-hmm. me. I didn't see the dog at first, but I saw it obviously once it came charging to me, and I just froze in place. I didn't know what to do. Like a woman called in earlier that that was probably the best thing to do. And I was, like, looking at the dog and everything, and it just came up to my legs and started, like, sniffing at me, but it, like, actually touched my leg. I was, like, wondering, like, what's it going to do? Is it going to bite? Like, what's what's the next steps? And the owners were yelling at it to get back, and it wasn't getting back right away. Finally, finally, they got it to come back to, to them. Mm-hmm. And by the time it got back to the owners, um, they were very, very apologetic and everything. So that was nice, at least, that they were apologetic as they as they were, but it should have been on a leash. Yeah, absolutely. It admitted to. Yeah, it should have been on a leash. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. That stops so much. I 1-800-283-101.5. We got Steve. We got Deborah. We got room for you. All Jersey. For the birth you right, Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage. Breast cancer is the most common cancer among women in New Jersey. Schedule your regular breast cancer screenings today. Early detection saves lives. Brought to you by New Jersey 101.5. And Rob Dukansky of Remax First Advantage. Visit him at robsellsnj.com. Steve have you ever been attacked by a charging, aggressive animal? Have you been actually charged by an aggressive animal? Uh, Keyboard police officer says he was fired at the dog, uh, hit the dog in the shoulder. Dog evidently is going to be all right. The owner says not true. Where do you come in on it? The story's on nj1015.com, but have you ever been in that situation? Uh, the story in uh, Monmouth County says uh, basically... Uh, Officials say a police officer fired at a dog that was charging at him in a parking lot late Saturday afternoon. Animal's owner calling the incident animal cruelty. Steve is in Manisquan under Jersey 101.5. Steve-O. How you doing? I'm good, you? I'm a retired police officer for 22 years. I took the training with this pepper spray 30 years ago. Right. And I want to talk to that stupid old bat. Pepper spray doesn't work on dogs. All right, don't have to call her a stupid old bat. I mean, come on, she didn't call you a name, did she? Now, when are you getting so nasty about? Come on, you've been on the job for how long, and you're calling her a stupid old bat? Come on. Wait a minute, people like that express opinions where they have no scientific knowledge. They make a cop's job a hell of a lot harder. That's why we have you to call in and clear it up. And you see, I'm glad you called, because now you clear it up, and I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, yeah well, I'm surprised no one else did. You know, you'd think a dog no would think the spray would work. That was the first question I asked in training, and they said, no, it doesn't work on dogs. All right, so now, you're a police officer for 22 years. Tell me what I'm you would do. I'm, re- no, I'm retired 22. You retired 22 years. Okay, I don't know. What, a lot. Of, I imagine a lot has happened since you left. But what is, I mean, what is the situation? As a police officer, have you ever been in that situation? What would you do? Uh... That's a good question. I was never in that situation. Okay. I, I would not back down from an animal. It's an animal. It's not a human. I would do whatever I had to do to protect myself from it. Okay. It has no rights. Okay. It's not a person. Okay. So what was so in? If you were in that situation, you would shoot the dog. I tried. I wouldn't want to. Right. If I had to, I would. I'd. I'd, I'd take. 
I would have taken my nightstick and beat it if I had to beat it off me. That would be my first course of action. Right. Uh, I don't think they could carry nightsticks anymore like we did in the old days. I don't know what they carry today. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. All right, but that all right, yeah, but, but you got you got to protect the community around you. You got to protect the safety right. of the people. Okay. Right. Makes sense. And I don't want to hurt an animal. That's the last thing. I love dogs. Exactly. All right. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Deborah's in Chambersburg on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Deborah. Here, here I am, a Jersey girl. <laughs> yes, we understand that. Deborah is a Jersey girl. Thank you. you said New Jersey from Chambersburg. Good. Exactly. There's a PA also, and I'm not from PA. Anyway, um, I, I was going to comment on that, but I don't really want to. I love dogs myself. Right. So whatever, I wasn't there. So, But I'll tell you what, when I was way young, I was walking down the street, and this dog ran out from the house, and uh, the lady's calling it and calling it. It didn't really attack. I wasn't scared. It just, it just, it startled me. Right. And she called it, and it went, you know. The other time was when I was selling uh, products for the home, and I went to somebody's house. Instead of it, the chihuahua was, I was talking to it and all this time. I'm not that crazy about him. But I was talking to it and it, liked, it okay. must have liked me because as I was leaving, that's when it went for my heel and I heels. And I said to her, what, what's that? Why did the dog attack me now instead of when I first came? And she said, I actually liked you and didn't want you to leave. Oh, so the dog was actually so that, well, biting your heel, begging you to stay. They didn't want me to leave, yeah. That makes yeah, sense. I'll try, but I didn't get hurt. I just didn't no. But I, what I wanted to tell you, though, was I had a, a, a bear. I was up in um, North Jersey. A bear? Years ago. Uh-huh. And I was, I'm riding along, and I'm thinking, I'm seeing, thinking, seeing something uh, moving at the same time. And I thought, nah, I don't see anything. I looked over. A bear was running alongside my car. And I thought, nah, that's not real. I'm, I'm just seeing things. Uh, my mind's not. Did he have a picnic basket? Well, I looked again, and it was there. Mm. And he was looking at me, and I thought, I am, I'm not going to stop for nothing. I'm going to keep on going. So um. I was going faster. I realized that, but I, at that moment, I didn't give a shit. I just wanted it so it. All right. Bill Spadia. As long as I'm. It's all right. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis getting you through the night. Talking Jersey. Taking your calls. At 1-800-283-101.5. Now, don't forget, we got the uh, town hall Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, Ten years ago, Superstorm Sandy. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. Ray Rossi and I were on the air. All night long, right after Governor Christie. I got the story in NJ1015.com. I got the memory in NJ1015.com. We also updated the gas prices. Uh, they continued to plummet. But now uh, it's looking like they're taking a little uptick. So uh, we went out and we keep track of these gas stations, this list of gas stations that we did. And they're there. You could also find out. Uh, I got the Jersey, uh, the Pets contest. I was at All-American Subaru, and that's going to go up tomorrow. Uh, from the pet contest up there. What they do is uh, they help people adopt pets. They have, they take the whole car dealership and they turn it into like a pet adoption center on Saturday last week, which they did. And we were there and they had a uh, costume contest and a good time was had by all. Looking for a great place to go pumpkin picking. I got it at NJ1015.com. Usually, like last week at this time, 
We had Nene Grace in here. And Nene Grace is a soul healer. She'd been on Jenny McCarthy. She'd been on with Oprah. She's uh, internationally known, ordained minister. And we did a live show at the Brook Art Theater. Uh, close to 200 people showed up, and it was an incredible night. I've never done anything like this. I've never hosted it. I've, I've, you know, in here, Nini comes in like once a month, every couple of weeks. And for two hours, you cannot get on this radio station. The phones just back up. And if we, you know, for as long as Nini wants to stay is as long as calls come in. And the show was something I'd never done before, never seen before, and was amazing to uh, see Nini move through the people and just stop at random people and start telling them about their lives. And, you know, it's one thing, you know, when, you know, there are people that are very skeptical of how it works and all that. Uh, my question to you, 1-800-283-101.5, have you ever, uh, ever been in time, ever, like, used a medium uh, ever, con you know, been in contact with anyone who transitioned? Uh, basically, what's your thought on the whole thing? Like, when you listen, are you saying, ah, this is all BS, this ain't happening? Or are you listening saying, wow, this is amazing? And, you know, there are people who think that it's set up. It's not. Uh, because we, I watched a couple of hundred random strangers walk into a room and have Nini walk back and forth telling them about their lives. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever, uh, you know, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on mediums? Do you believe it's real? Do you believe it's a joke? Do you believe it's fake? Uh, do you believe it's a scam? Uh, what are your thoughts? Have you ever used one or been in contact with anyone that is no longer here? Do you really believe you're talking to the dead? Or do you believe that it's a uh, devil spirit? You know, those it's manipulation of devil spirits. Or is it uh, really people who have died? What are your thoughts? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, I can tell you, if this were a week ago, these phones would be jammed. And Nene would be here. And people call. And uh, she's able to contact people with names and places and uh, situations. And people are amazed. Not always. Sometimes, you know, people don't remember immediately. And then they find out later, and they did. I know, like Kyle was saying, you know, my producer, that uh, the people that cut his hair, right, they're all lined up for Nene to come in. They can't wait till she comes on. But what has your experience been like? If you've ever used a medium, or have you ever like, used one and nothing happened, or used one and were able to contact someone, or, you know, there are people who are so uh, crushed to lose a loved one that for years they try to contact them and are they able to contact them you know there are people who are people in my family who are like that so 1-800-283-101.5 give me a call you know Nini's not here tonight she'll be back in a couple of weeks and I'm using this time slot because this is the time when Nini normally calls in. And I got to tell you, having done this show, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen, you know, I've seen on the radio where Nini sits, people call in, and through the phones, she's able to do it. But to see her live move around the room, stopping at different people, and asking them if she could work for them, and asking them, uh, telling them about 
people in their lives, things that went on in their lives, things that they actually remember. We had, you know, people were crying as they were hearing these stories. And uh, to me, it was amazing. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever gone to one of these shows? Have you ever uh, had a medium tell you or put you in touch with someone, a loved one, who is no longer there? Ralph is on 78 on New Jersey 101.5. Ralph, you boy. How are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you. You must have heard that line a million times. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right, so tell me. I don't I don't necessarily believe in medians, but I can tell you a quick story. Good. So I lost my dad 11 years ago. Right. And an ex-girlfriend of mine and her mom, who I, hadn't, who I hadn't seen in like 15 years, came to pay their respects. Right. And after, you know, after we buried my dad and they came to pay their respects, um, her mom was talking to me on the phone. And her mom, I always knew she was in touch with that extra... Uh, you know, stuff. Right. And she said to me, she goes, you know, I can hear your dad. He's talking to me right now. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes, no, seriously. She goes, he said you were his favorite. I said, not me. I said, maybe my brother, but not me. And she goes, no. She said, your dad said you were his favorite because he always had to give you that little extra push or encouragement. And that was something my dad had always said about me from when I was a kid. Really? And this woman, who I hadn't seen in 15 years, to repeat the same line my dad used to say about me, I knew there was more to this. Wow. That's what I mean. You know, it's little things, and uh, it's, it's stuff that opens your eyes when you hear it. Ralph, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Do you believe in mediums? Have you ever used one? Have you ever had any contact with anyone who has uh, passed away? Or as they say, transitioned. Here's New Jersey 101.5, fast traffic. New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis, hanging with you on a Monday night. Kyle Forcini, my producer's in here. Uh, so Kyle and I are doing the show today. We're planning it out, right? So, you know, I did this, uh, they did this Nene Grace show on Saturday night. It was amazing. Nene's not coming in this week, but she'll be in in a couple of weeks. She's playing the Mayo Performing Arts Center in a couple of weeks. So, uh, I'm thinking, you know, maybe we'll go on tonight and we'll say, like, have you ever, you know, used the medium, any kind of contact with the dead or anything? I don't think it's going to go, ah, it's going to go two hours. I guarantee, I guarantee it's going to go two hours. Eric Potts and Judy did it for two hours, right? No problem. I'm listening in Philadelphia last week on my way back here. Tonight, one call. <laughs> Maybe mm. we need to become the medium. The, we're more like the extra large. The, no, no. <laughs> right? The best laid plans of mice and men. Uh, you're in here. What do you think? When you're in here and you're getting all, when you and Nini's in here and the phones are blowing up, what are you thinking? Well, look, Nini obviously floods the phone lines. People are lining up to try and talk to her. Um, I've never been a part of a medium experience. I've never gone to a medium. I've never done anything of that sort. I personally do not necessarily believe in that kind of stuff. Right. Um, now, again, I kind of shouldn't be judging because I've never done it. No, no, no. I'm just saying, but yeah, that's experience. it. There. I want to know. But people who believe, people who disbelieve, you know, what are your thoughts? But, has anyone ever used one or has anyone ever had an experience in this situation? 
I personally, like I said, would not believe it. Now, I have an aunt and right. my whole dad's side of the family that goes to mediums, that loves mediums. They, they use them to, all the time. They use them all the time. They go to like tarot card readings and, and this and that. And so I'm not saying necessarily that, you know, obviously some people do like it. And right. I personally just don't believe in it, though. Okay. All right. But you take the calls. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> you're here and you listen to the experience and Nini's like talking to people, telling them about their lives. And the people are like, oh, my God. You know, and they know, and you had to see Saturday night, just walking around the crowd, and may I work for you? Next thing you know, she's telling them all kind. people are breaking down, crying, uh, you know, actually, she, she's not making this up. I mean, nobody gave her, and there was no advance. You know, she, Nini had no idea what she was saying. I, uh, I obviously have, like I said, haven't gone, but I would honestly, I think, benefit from the experience of it. I am kind of interested to like going to one just to see if it would make me believe if I went to them and then they were just kind of rattling off things from the past that like do imply something in my life. I'm interested by that. Well, it's more like, well, there's two ways. Like there's, you know, I guess advice. Would that be? Yeah, there's like mediumship. And then and, and uh, the other one is what? Mediumship is where you're contacting someone right from the dead. Yes. And what's the, and the other one is what? Advice? I mean, what's the, there's a word for the other one. I can't remember. I don't but, remember right now. But she was, but I mean, like she's contacting people and I'm hearing from this one and I'm hearing from that one and people, uh-huh, you know, is that, is that right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like, wow. You know? There's something to be said about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many people that are affected, but like my aunt and that side of the family swear by it. They love that kind of stuff. And it gives them peace yeah. to feel like they're having, you know, they're talking to someone. Yeah, it kind of like side. gives them closure to like know that whoever they're trying to reach is okay. And maybe they've reached out to them in various ways and they just didn't realize it. And then they're able to find that out by talking to a medium. Yeah, Maybe I have, maybe I should have a medium call in because I'm not getting anywhere with <laughs> listeners right now. <laughs> I told you, we should become the medium. I, we should say, we'll do it right in. now. This is going to go two hours. We're going to go nuts. And we're going to have a nice, easy night. And what do we got? Ugats. <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever used a medium or had any kind of positive experience or negative experience. I'd love to hear. Uh, you know, we have Nini comes in once a month, and like I said, the phones flood. Nini puts a couple of hundred people in a room, and they all come in interested, and they all leave very, very happy, and some of them fulfilled with what she had to say to them. So, have you ever had a reading done, or have you ever been able to contact someone? Audie Lang told the best story um, about uh, when he and his father had a word that they were going to use. I'm going to see if I could find it here. Uh, hold on. Just give me give me one second. You know, it takes a while for this thing to, like, warm up. Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, this is uh, back when uh, when Artie came in here. No, Artie, hold on. Artie Lang. Uh, I'll have to find it. I'll have to find it. But 1-800-283-101.5. Basically, what he said was that he and his father, his father worked for Otis Elevator, and he and his father had a code word that his father would be able to contact him uh, with the word Otis, like a word. And I'm going to see if I could find this audio because it was really amazing. Uh, maybe maybe after the break, you know. Let's talk to Kathy in Brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Steve. How you doing? Good. How about you? Pretty good, thanks. Um, I totally believe in them. You do? Yes. I haven't been to a group where I've, you know, it's been a couple hundred people or anything. I've just done one-on-one. 
Right. And the experience for me, I tell you, if anybody's ever had the experience, they know it's real. So the people that are going to call in are going to be people that probably believe because they've been through it. They've experienced it. Right. And if, if you haven't, you just have to trust in it. Right. And I think they're just like chiropractors. There's good ones and there's bad ones. Like chiropractors. Yeah, you know. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get my spirit twisted. My, I'm going to get my spirit bent or broken. Not, not in that sense, but okay. in the sense where there's there's people that are legit and there's people that maybe are just making money off of it. Now, how, how long have you used one? Um, not regularly. I've just been to a couple that were able to tap right. into me. Okay. And it, they were awesome. And when you heard what you heard, how shocked were you? Like, were you thinking, there's no way she could know this or he could know this unless he knew something, right? I always believed in it because I had my own experiences. Mm -hmm. And um, Now, by your own experiences, what do you mean by that? Where I've gotten information on my own. Really? Yeah, like premonitions and stuff. Oh, okay. So based on that, you're saying, all right, wait, if this is happening, it must be real because it's happening to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's happened. Tell me a premonition that you got. On or off. Uh, that I was going to be in an accident. And? And I was. I was within a half a mile. Oh, wow. I was, I was in the accident. <laughs> and you have ever premonition you would like win the lottery? Uh, no, unfortunately. If you I do, don't. call here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Kathy, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. How about that, eh? That's pretty amazing. I have a premonition. Yeah, what's You're that? You're about to do the news. It's <laughs> 9.30. Now the latest New Jersey news. 101.5, Steve Trevelisse. Weather brought to you by My Treat Truck. Planning this year's corporate holiday event. Play the party extra sweet with My Treat Truck. These guys are great. A mobile candy truck company that brings fun and nostalgia to any event. They have every candy you have ever seen in your entire life. Visit MyTreatTruck.com to reserve your date for this holiday season. That's MyTreatTruck.com. Steve Trevelis, not my tree trunk, my treat truck. Steve Trevelis talking about uh, mediums. I did a show with Nene Grace, brought her on stage. She's amazing. Walking around the crowd, telling people things about themselves, their relatives who have passed on, transitioned, as she says, that uh, there's no way she could possibly have known. Your thoughts. Let's go to Judy in the car on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Judy. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm pretty good. You're pretty good, huh? Um, I'm pretty good, yeah. Okay. I lost my daughter six years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. So, thank you. My other daughter took me to a medium a couple months into it, and um, this lady was amazing. My ex-husband came through, and the things that she said about him, he was throwing my other daughter coins and she but she wishes that because he was a coin collector right so and and my daughter finds coins all over the place so and she said but he wish she wishes that he would throw her dollar bills <laughs> which is just it was it was just so funny so wait, so and this was this was through the medium you got this this is funny yes it was it was hysterical uh-huh and and um, so he was my ex, 
and we had been divorced for quite a few years, and she goes, well, did your husband like the water? And I said, yeah, he was in the Navy, and, you know, he loved he loved fishing. He loved the water, yeah. Right. She says, well, I see him sitting at a bench by by a body of water, and he's patting the seat next to him, saying that he's saving this seat for you. Oh, I'd be scared to death if I heard that. I mean, wait a minute. I'm not ready to sit down there yet. Right. He said, well, it's no time soon. Oh, that's good. Don't worry about that. It's no yeah. time soon. He's putting his feet up in the meantime. Yeah, he was just waiting there patiently. Having lunch. I thought that was pretty nice because we were always friends. Right. Now, do you want to spend eternity with this guy? I mean, you divorced him in a year. You want to go up there and sit next to him on the bench forever? Sure. He was a nice guy. Okay. All right. He really, he really was. Okay. Um, so then she's like, you know, I can see you still want to, want, you know, you're looking for somebody. And I, I said, yes. And she goes, hmm, well, they didn't die of natural causes. And I said, no. So she said she had to go into a different room. Like normally when people pass over, they go into an emergency room. Really? But because my daughter took her life, she oh. was in like a triage place really and so she yeah so she and she brings her back and she's like you know she didn't she meant to die she didn't mean to hurt everybody mm -hmm. and just things that she was saying and how could she know that that's the way she died right you know it it, it just it just took me by surprise yeah i can imagine she said so many things, I can't even remember them all now, but so many things that were spot on. And this woman didn't know us from Adam. That's and the amazing thing about it. It was. It was true. And I'm, I believe, let me tell you, uh -huh. and I, I go to a grief group. I facilitate at a grief group. Uh -huh. and And... It's in a church, so we can't really talk about going to mediums. They don't like that. Right. So, so when people ask us, you know, well, have you been to, you know, I go, well, yeah, but I'll talk to you about it on the side. <laughs> Shh. After the thing. After the yeah. thing. We'll talk. We'll talk. Later. We can't talk about that here. Okay. But oh, Judy, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Let's go to Drew and Oldbridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Drew. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. How about you? Great, great, thanks. Uh, I just wanted to say that I absolutely believe it's real. Right. Experienced it firsthand. Um, I've been into it for about 15 years. Um, I'm a tarot card reader myself, and I've done some training with some mediums over the years. How do you train? Uh, well, it's, it's a lot of um, guided meditations, um, sort of learning how to empty the mind, quiet the mind, and be open to messages. Um, and it's sort of figuring out, is this my imagination or is this legit? You know, it's that kind of thing you have to sort of work your way through. See, I thought it was some people had a gift. I didn't realize that anybody could learn how to do it. We, we all have it. We all have it. Right. It's just that it's not, it's not active in most of us. Because it's sort of beaten out of us with all the other stuff when we're, when we're raised, you know, right. get your imaginary friend, this isn't real, stop making believe, that kind of stuff. And oh, I see. 
kids, kids are very um, intuitive, you know, um, and that should really be encouraged instead of, you know, pushing it out of them, you know. So now you've been doing it for 15 years. Did you ever do it professionally or did you or you just do it? Well, I read tarot cards. I don't I don't promote myself as a medium, though sometimes messages do come through the cards. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I have done it at parties and whatnot, but I don't, you know, it's it's not paying the bills. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> See, I, I said that, like, when I started, when I opened the show, I said, listen, you're going to be contacting a lot of people that you may not have seen for a long time, but, you know, if you owe any of them money, don't worry, because you can't take it with you, right? So you have to worry about that. And if they owe you any money, they didn't take it with them. So don't worry about that either. So, I mean, you know, were you scared? I mean, are you scared at all at any point? No, no, not at all. Not at all. You know, you, when, again, it's in this in this training process. You do your protection prayers and whatnot. And, your protection prayers? What are they? Yeah, you just you just sort of, like in my case, I'll talk to Archangel Michael. Right. Just ask for protection and whatnot. Um you know, it's the old thing. You, you you get what you look for, right? So right. there's a bad rep. Hollywood has wreaked havoc on this whole thing, and there are a lot of charlatans. So I would tell people to be skepticism is healthy. I know it's real, and yet I'm a skeptic when I meet someone new, mm -hmm. you know, for the first time that's doing this. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's not frightening at all. Um, and once you experience it firsthand, I think there, you know, you realize that it's, it's okay, despite what a lot of us have sort of learned over the years, that it's bad, it's from the devil, whatnot. But, you know, I, it, it's not. It's, it's legit, and it's, it's good. All right, Drew, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Nene comes in every week, and uh, she's fantastic. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Your thoughts on mediums? Five presenting a town hall on Superstorm Sandy 10 years later is Wednesday night at 7. Join news anchor Eric Scott, chief meteorologist Dan Zaro. We'll look back on Superstorm Sandy. We'll look forward to ask top New Jersey experts if we're ready to be stronger than the storm. The New Jersey 101.5 town hall on Superstorm Sandy 10 years later is Wednesday night at 7. Watch it at nj1015.com or listen on your radio or on our free app. 1-800-283-101.5. Did a live show with Nene Grace over the weekend. Uh, where are you on mediums? Barbara Lee is in New Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Barbara Lee. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Great, great. No, I just wanted to call in because I've been doing this over 20 years. I'm a true skeptic, born and raised in Brooklyn. Right. So what... When I do my sessions, because mediums are either general or 90% of them are fake frauds or phonies. Right. I put everything out to people. So I give names, dates, how people, you know, I really go into detail with these readings. And that's what, pe what I find people don't do. How can you, now how do you go into detail? Are you actually getting information from the other side? Yeah, yes. But you... But the problem is with a lot of these mediums and they say, oh, I have a father figure coming through, I have a mother figure coming through, that could be anybody. you got to give them a name. You know, um, Joe or, you know, Joe that had pancreatic cancer. I mean, I was on the radio with your sister station, 94.3, with Lou and Liz. Right. Back in the day, and he was a skeptic. And I did some stuff, you know, we, did, we taped it and put it on the air. And the stuff that came through was amazing. You know, it's just amazing how specific it is. But if somebody says, oh, I have somebody that's, 
you know, has a heart attack. Well, give me more. Tell me who they are. Give me, you know, a date, maybe their birthday. Right. You know, maybe what they did for a living. Uh, something that really proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's them. All right, so you're a medium. You believe in medium, but you also are skeptic about all the people who claim they are mediums. Yeah, when I started 20 years ago, there were five mediums in the state of New Jersey that were good. Right. Now there's 155, and everybody claims to be psychic or medium. And I don't, I really, I clients come to me and they go, oh, my God, this person said this. I was like, what? They didn't prove it. No, they didn't prove it out. And I think people have a certain sensitivity level. Mine's very high. So mm -hmm. That's why I'm able, you know, I just brought up a high-profile case uh, um, with, I'm not going to say because it's, you know, private, but right. it was something that was, uh, that was actually on the news, which I found out after the reading, all the details of what happened with this guy, uh, a murder in New York. Right. You know, the details, like the street name, you know. Just so you work that. with the cops also? I'm sorry? Do you work with the cops also? Yes, I help them out. How about that? private matter so and that's what i like to do and that's how i approach all my readings is like uh you know it's like crime solving right. figure out exactly you know who's coming through and what what they're. it's not about messages oh they love you they miss you they like your hair they're standing behind you no give me facts that nobody knows that can't be googled facebooked or guessed that makes sense all right that's how yep absolutely all right, Barbara Lee, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Scott's in Heightstown on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Scott. Hey, I am a 100% uh, skeptic, and although I can't say that there are absolutely no mediums right. who are good, uh, uh, I agree with the last caller. Most of them are fakes. Right. And uh, what they do is most of the time they guess. They make guesses and they watch you. Right. And when they get it, when they have a good guess, they go, "I knew that. I heard that from the other side." But what if they're <laughs> able to turn stuff up that you really can't figure out how else they would have known it? Mm -hmm. Like Barbara Lee just well, said. The, yeah, the problem is you can't figure out. That doesn't mean it wasn't a good guess. Sometimes it's a lucky guess. Right. And. Um, one of the things I recommend, because it's really important to to, to have have uh, skills at figuring out whether a medium is real or fake. Mm -hmm. You you want to be able to tune in with a skeptical ear, and I really recommend when you meet a uh, medium, record it, play back the recording, mm -hmm. and you're likely to notice how they've been making guesses. You have hits or misses, you know. That's... The medium will say, what about this? What about that? And they, you go, no, no. And then they say, okay, how about this? All right. No, I see what you're saying. Happen, it's kind of like, like a, dedu a good guess. Yeah, but, you know, it, it depends on who the person is, you know, and the, de and the deductions. Yeah, so basically it's process of elimination, getting you to say what they want, which is basically like a card trick con. Scott, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Have something to say? To listen to me whine about nothing and everything I'll Nah, I'm very busy. Got no time to listen to you whine. It's pretty much a theme song here in New Jersey 101.5. Who knew when Green Day did this four years after we started that it would come to this? 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis.
Hanging with you till 11 o'clock, talking all things Jersey, because that's what we do. And uh, if you go on NJ1015.com, you'll hear my, my remembrance of being on the air the night Sandy happened. The night of Superstorm Sandy, which was actually October 29th. Uh, it's, it all began October 22nd, ran for about till November the 4th. We, uh, it hit us November the 29th. And um, i trying to think now. It was a Monday because the day before, the Giants uh, barely beat the Dallas Cowboys. And I was brought in uh, to do a special Sandy pregame. Uh, me and a whole bunch of food and Eric Johnson, our old program director, while Jim Gerhardt was in the uh, other room with his big dog and uh, Alan Casper with his, <laughs> his box of wine. <laughs> and it was a, I was out of note. There was a party going on. And that party would continue the next night and i miss this man so much you have no idea how much i miss this man the best crossovers i ever done were done with a man named ray rossi the jersey guy himself joins me razzamo how are you and the best uh debates too that we've had especially over uh whether or not you should serve lasagna or turkey for thanksgiving that's coming up that's coming up. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. It is. No, no, no. Here's here's something that might might just surprise you. Yes. Uh, I happened to hear a conversation between my daughter and my my wife. Right. They were actually discussing what's going to be on the menu. Right. You would you believe that it could very well be lasagna? Aha! Uh -huh. I knew it. I knew if I pounded it long enough, it would finally sink in. How could you not have macaroni on a Thanksgiving table? You can't. No. You see, I'm, I'm sorry. It's homeless. You, 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 it's homeless. <laughs> Even the homeless have macaroni on the Thanksgiving table. They kill a pigeon, well, and they find some lasagna. And there it is. There you go. There you well, go. Anyway, yeah, you know, when you, when you called before, and we were talking a little bit about what was going on that night. Right. Um, I couldn't help but think, as you know, how scary it was trying to get from the radio station to, you know, eventually to Manalapan. Right. Now, that's not a long ride, but, I mean, there were no lights. No. There was still, if anything, it w was less of a, uh, a rain event and more of a, of a wind event. And by that time, and I don't know if, if, if you had already left, you may already have left because I, I, I was begging you to stay for as, as long as you possibly could. I stayed till five. I stayed with you. Yeah, but I, I was going to say you had, you had, you know, you, you, you went above and beyond the call of duty. But leaving the station, it was just this surreal aura that, you know, could not be believed. It, it was like getting on to 295. I was taking my life in my hands. Yeah. Because I almost hit, and, and really, this this huge, it had to have been like a 10-point deer. Right. Standing in the road, right? Right. It looked as though it was like a stuffed animal, but like it was, it was just standing there. And I was barreling toward it, and I had to swerve out of the way. Again, no lights, no nothing. And at one point, there was even what I thought was blue lightning. It seemed like it was blue lightning, but it, it turned out to be, I think it was a, a, a transformer had blown up. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 
That happened a lot back then. They were happening all over New Jersey. And you could look out in the sky and see them all. I remember that. You know, I think the, the, the thing about that, too, was that uh, we had no lights for days. Right. For, for months. I could, Well, yeah. Uh, I could swear that it was a bolt of lightning that hit this one t- a transformer, and that was it. And I said, you know, I don't know how the hell I'm going to make it home, but I finally somehow, somehow, through the through the, the help of God, finally made it. Now, that was in my crazy stage right? when I didn't really, you know, really care very much about, you know, uh, how bad it would have been out or anything like that. I would still drive. Right. Now, not so much. Not so much. I'm, I'm, I'm completely past that that stage. Good for you. Good move. We did. Now, we come in, right? Uh, Christy was here first. Christy did ask the governor. And you know, was, go ahead. Well, let me ask you, sorry, Steve. Was that when, was, was, he, was he at the station for Sandy or was it for Irene? I was trying to figure it out. No, he was here for Sandy. Because if you remember, he uh, he was yeah that was that was the 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 premiere of the fleece. He was here for Sandy, and right. it was his normal ask the governor shift. Remember when like when when governors would come in here and take calls and actually help people who called. He came in for that, and we told him they had said you know don't bother you know be safe. And he's like oh no no I got this is the one spot I could reach everybody. So he came in, and his family was in the uh, outside, in the bullpen. And he did the show with Eric, and then I followed him. And then around 10 o'clock at night, Eric Johnson and Frank Serto were in here. And were you in? A, were you here by that time? You came in early. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, was, I was often at the radio station, usually like around 9 o'clock anyway. So, you know, for me to have gotten there early, it wasn't really early at all. It was my usual time. Yeah. But you were here, and then they, the, we get word that the transmitter's down. So Eric and Frank go out in the rain to the transmitter. You and I are in here, and we're taking calls, and then we're off the air. But we can't go home because at that point we're still online. So you and I are taking calls from California. I remember from Washington State. What's it like out there in Jersey? We're doing that. And then the phone lines go down at about, like, what, 3 o'clock in the morning. And then it's you and me doing Italian recipes. I, I, was, I was just going to say that because um, the phone lines went down, and the only means of communication that we had, if you remember, was Facebook Messenger. Right, right, Facebook that Messenger. Way, that was the only way that anybody could, you know, could uh, communicate with us. Uh-huh. So what we were doing was we, we were reading all these messages over the air, and, uh, you know, I mean, it was, it was a very, how can I put it? It was, it was just a very touching situation because, you know, even though you didn't hear people's voices, mm-hmm. you know, you, you saw what they were writing. You saw how they were communicating with us. Right. And what we were doing was we were act, actually amplifying anything that they were telling us and getting it out to all of New Jersey at, at that point. Right. Uh, that you know, that was some of the most memorable radio I think I've ever done in my in in, in, in my career. Mm-hmm. Was that yeah that 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 whole scenario was you know something I'll 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 remember for the rest of my life.
And you know what? Me too. And I'm glad that I get to share that memory with you because that was, I mean, that was not only one of our better night, one of our best nights in broadcasting, but the following night, you and I go back on again, like Lorenzo, the general manager, I like those two on here, put them back on. So we go back on at night with Joe Myra doing traffic because they couldn't do the traffic for Metro Media, right? Because all their, the parking lot got flooded and all their cars went. Remember that? Who could forget? Yeah. Like, who could forget? I, see, that's the thing. You don't forget. No. You know, it, it's it's like it's etched in your memory. And if there's one thing that we have to be thankful for is that we were, for first of all, obviously able to make it through the storm. But, you know, to, to have the kind of listeners that we do, uh, that they were, uh, you know, having to reach out to us, you know, through the most, um, arduous of situations, you know, just to reach out and share their stories with us so that we can get them out to as many people as possible. Again, you know, that was, that, that was the power of radio in general and of uh, New Jersey 101.5 in particular. I'll never forget that. Absolutely. And as you know, you didn't forget, I got to hit the traffic. And I can't thank you enough for coming on, my friend. Right now. <laughs> God knows we don't want to stop the traffic, kid. No, no, never. <laughs> Scream, hit the brakes. That would never work. <laughs> we'll talk next month around Thanksgiving time, okay? All right, pal. You got it. You got it, pal. Love that man. Ray Rossi, one 800 Give me, Give me your sandy memories, and uh, we'll also talk about whether or not you believe in mediums. It's Fast Traffic, 101.5. Steve Trebley, 1-800-283-101.5. Talking uh, sandy memories. Don't forget the uh, town hall, Wednesday night at 7, special with Eric Scott. Ten years since Superstorm Sandy just had Ray Rossi. Love that man. One of my best friends, one of my best friends in radio, just such a good guy. And uh, he would come in at 10 o'clock at night. He would come in 11 o'clock at night. He did 11 to 3, and we would do some of the best crossovers. Uh, The most fun I've ever had in radio. Uh, So... Uh, we're talking about also, oh, we were talking about mediums, but then uh, Joanne hung up. So uh, as we were talking about mediums earlier and, you know, whether or not you believe in mediums, whether or not you know, have you ever had an experience with a medium, I hosted uh, Nene Grace over the weekend and what an incredible job she did at the Brookhart Theater, uh, just walking around the room and pulling people out of the crowd and telling them uh, about their lives. And uh, that amazed me. And uh, we're gonna do, we'll do more of that. And Nini comes in once a month, as you know. And I think she's coming in again November 17th. Uh, so 1-800-283-101.5. If you've uh, ever had any experience with mediums, believe in mediums, uh, you know, give me a call. And also Sandy Memories. We're going to do this again between 8 and 9 on Wednesday night because you're going to have the town hall talking about uh, 10 years since Sandy with Eric Scott. And then afterwards, uh, we'll get your Sandy Memories. Hopefully, everything that uh, screwed you up during Sandy has been uh, you know, taken care of and uh, everything is all right and you got whatever money you were supposed to get, etc. But back to the medium. Uh, Artie Lang was in here about four years ago. You know the whole story about Artie. And uh, thank God, I pray every day for Artie. And he's doing well. And uh, I love that man. He's just a good guy. A truly good man. And 
This was him telling a story. I've played this before, but this was him telling a story about a special word that he had with his father, who, uh, who he lost when he was 17. And before his father passed, they had set up a word that he would be able to uh, know if his father was okay on the other side and able to contact him. So again, this is, this is three years old. You know, from, um, I think, November of 2018, 19? I'm not sure. But check this out. I'll tell you this story about, you know, they tell you that hopefully you have like a spiritual awakening of some sort. I, uh, my old man was a big fan of the the uh, magician Houdini. And Houdini had a thing with his wife. His big thing, he wanted to debunk psychics. And he had a thing with his wife where he said, when I die, we're going to have a secret word that just you and I know. And uh, if you go to a psychic and the psychic tells you that word, he's really talking to me from beyond. Now, she tried, 50 years after his death, she tried to go to psychics. The guy, no one ever told her the word. And I don't know what the word was, but my old man was was about to die and he kind of knew it. We were talking and he said, why don't we have a word me and my dad, right. and uh, like a secret word that um, if you ever see this word, you'll know I'm talking to you and I'm watching out for you. So his father worked at Otis Elevator in Newark. He was a factory worker. So he said, "Let's make." I, I said, "Why don't we make the word Otis?" Like if I see Otis, you know, you're in my. So in the last thirty years since he's been dead, the word Otis is. I've seen it every once in a while, but nothing really where I go, "Wow, that's really like he's talking to me." So this last time I come out of jail and I got, I go into a rehab, I got five months clean and I really feel like I'm getting this. And, um, I meet a guy, I meet a guy at the, at the rehab and he says, um, I won't tell you how I met him. It's a long story, but he said, you know, Artie, I knew your dad and we're just talking. And he goes, really? He, go, he had just got out of prison and he goes, yeah, I knew your father and you know, your father hated drugs. Your father was a crazy guy, but he hated drugs. And, uh, he would hate that you would become a drug addict, but he would love that you're getting better. And he goes, I love seeing you. He was crying. He said, it's almost like uh, I, I'm talking to you for your dad. And he hugged me and he goes, he would love that you're getting better. Please do this for your dad. And I said, that's amazing. So I get to know him a little bit. And I said, what prison did you just get out of? And I swear to you, he said, Otisville. Oh, my God. He said, Otisville. Wow. And I, uh, wow. Uh, Steve, I'm going to tell you something. I got taken aback. Like he said, what's, he saw I was visibly like, mm-hmm. what's wrong? And I said, I told him that story and he started to cry. Like I, I, I said, that is the single most spiritual thing. Not just Otis, like Otisville. Yeah. <laughs> like a land of Otis. The whole. Uh, which is a, a federal prison, Otisville. Uh-huh. And uh, the guy said, I, I just got out of Otisville. And I, I said, that's got it. If that's not my dad. He said to me before he said that, he goes, it's like I'm talking to you through your father. And oh he said your God. father would want you to get better. And then he tells me he just got out of Otisville. That is that is amazing. You is get that, choked up hearing that. No, is that crazy uh, yeah. or what? You, you keep the connection with this guy? Uh, I, I, I have his number and I, uh, I'm i going to talk to him. But um, it's, uh, you know, I want to get into details, but it's a long story. Uh, he's doing better. But that that's what I've been going through. Like stuff like that has been happening to me a little bit. Um, you know, and, 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 uh, I just went to do my, my first stand up on the road and I was nervous going back into it. I pulled into the Tropicana where I'm doing my gig in Atlantic city. And the first, mm-hmm. I took a picture of it. the first thing I see is an Otis elevator truck. <laughs> 
I swear to God, it said it said Otis on the and I I sent it to my mother. <laughs> now you see May feeling him everywhere. Well, no, now it's like get the hell out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's Otis Day in the night, so yeah, yeah, let's go check yeah, in. Yeah, yeah there let's you check go. Check him out. There you go. Animals. So so I don't know, man. If that, I mean, I'm not Mister God, but that is that's nuts. That's an that's experience. Not, yeah. That's a revelation. Yeah. How about that? That was Artie Lang from four years ago. Artie's uh, laying low. Uh, you know, no one's heard from him in a long time, and he's doing what he's got to do to get better. And like I say, pray for Artie every day. You should, too. But what an incredible story. I mean, we're talking about mediums and all that, and Artie, played that, Artie told that story when he was here in studio oh, uh, yeah. a couple of years ago about the secret word that he and his father had. Mm. And, uh, and you, know, it, it, you know, he had the experience a couple of years later. How about that? That's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, it truly is. I I got a secret word, but I can't repeat it on New Jersey 101 for me. Usually that secret word is said to me many times throughout the day, especially at home. <laughs> 1030. Now, the latest New Jersey news. Weather made possible by Maple Leaf Farms in Manhattan. Maple Leaf is having its annual fall fun fest with a corn maze, petting zoo, train rides, and more. Mums, five to ten dollars, hanging basket, only five ninety nine. They're wholesale to the public. Visit Maple Leaf Farms in Manhattan, New Jersey. The prices are insane, don't you know? Steve Trevelisse, hope you're having a good time tonight. Here it is Monday, an ugly, rainy, miserable Monday. Just like it was uh, 10 years ago when Superstorm Sandy was hit. That was, again, that was the 29th. It was the 20s. It began the, the 22nd of October, and it pretty much ran through November the 4th. I was going to say, didn't it, it? It lingered for a while. Oh, it lingered for months. For months. I mean, we did this. Uh, we did that show on the night. It was Monday was the 29th, and that was when it hit. Yeah. It was for the 22nd, for seven days, it was coming, it was coming, it was coming. The devastation that was coming up from, you know. But then when it got here, it was when all hell broke loose. And like Ray was talking about, I forgot about the blue lightning, which was Transformers, mm. just Transformers all over the state, which is going out. People were without power for like weeks, months. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and uh, we were, you know, at that point, my Roosevelt, we lost power. So my wife and kids went to stay with my in-laws down in South Jersey in Somerset and I was living at a Roosevelt and then there was a point where I had a comedy club down in Cherry Hill so I got a room there just by between working I was working in Philadelphia all day and coming up here at night so I was able to stop off at like the Cherry Hill Crown Plaza and grab a room and take a quick shower on my way up here it was it was a crazy time yeah, I'm reading your article earlier today. Like when you were leaving that night, when you were in here, was it insane weather? Like how bad was that to drive in? I can't even imagine trying to drive through that. It wasn't as bad. I mean, surprisingly, it wasn't like a pouring torrential rain as much as it was like like it was very very windy. Yeah, very uh, a weird color in the sky. It was like, because you didn't, also you didn't know what was happening. Because the mm. wind, trees, like trees that have been hundreds of years old, were coming down. Yeah. So you're driving, hoping that you're not going to drive under a falling tree. Oof. And there was nothing to stop That's the fall. There were wires. Like you'd drive down the, um, you know, like 571 or different back roads. And you would see the trees falling, taking the wires down with them, or trees hanging on wires. Dangerous situations. And you'd see the sparks. And you're driving under them. Yeah. And you're like, give me out of here. 
uh, but it was like that. And so you're driving back to and from every day during that, <clears throat> correct? Like you have no choices. Well, it didn't take the go. It didn't take uh, JC. But JCP and there was a lot of problems at the time, just getting people power back, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of complaints and stuff because people didn't understand that you know there's one crew. You know why are these people sitting around and their trucks not doing anything? Well, there's one crew that has to come and cut the trees before the other guys could fix the wires. Yeah, and there was that. Uh, there was a lot, of course, there was a lot of tension because, you know, people were without power, which meant they hadn't showered, which means they were, they had lost everything they owned. There was a, people were pissed is the best way to say it. And, you know, we were dealing with that. But I'll tell you, for years afterwards, people still come up to me and talk about Sandy. You know? I'm sure. And this radio station, this was, um... You're too young for this. There used to be a show called The Ed Sullivan Show. Of course, I and know The Ed Sullivan Show. Back in the day, yeah. there were three show, There were three stations, and that was it. So The Ed Sullivan Show was the number one show in its time slot, which meant that everybody watched. The reason the Beatles yeah. were so big was because they got on The Ed Sullivan Show. And, you know, 70% of the crime went down the night the Beatles were on, <laughs> for real. But the uh, but that, I call that, that was our Ed Sullivan moment. Because people had lost power, they had lost the internet, they had no visible access to communication except for the batteries that were in the radios that were tuned to us. Yeah. So imagine going on at 7 o'clock at night with one topic, what's it like by you? For about three months, yeah. knowing that you owned the world, you had a captive audience. People who would not listen to you at all are now listening. Yeah, It wasn't about your political beliefs. It wasn't about anything but what's going on by you. And everybody came together. Everybody, regardless of, you know, and yet, yet Christy, you know, Christy had a 73% approval rating. At that point, he was God. He could do no wrong wherever he went. And, and just, you know, watching him and listening to the stories. And Jeff tells a story about how he went to a, um, a little girl who lost everything. And at that moment, he stopped being Governor Christie and became a dad and said, you know, you may have lost everything, but, you know, you didn't. Everything is right here. This is your family. And people were choking up. I mean, it was an incredible time. And it's a shame that, you know, it's kind of like, it's a shame that tragedy has to do this. You know, when 9-11 happened, everybody came together. Hey, Mm -hmm. you all right? You all right? When Sandy happened, everybody in New Jersey. You all right? What can I do? Uh, what 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 town is devastated? I remember Tom's River devastated, and there were trucks and everything set up with people just bringing stuff out there. What do you need? Water, food, you know, clothing. Yeah. Everybody just boxing up. That's uh, we'll talk about this I, when they do the town hall. We'll talk about it. You know, we'll do like between eight and nine and take calls. And when you hear what was going on, like you were young, like you were 12 was, years old. Well, that's what I was going to say. I don't remember Sandy as well, obviously. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. That I mean, means I, you weren't that affected. I do remember that, wasn't there like the causeway for some area was just completely sunken in or it was like a drawbridge that just got completely wiped out. Couldn't access to wherever it was leading to. I think it was down like Egg Harbor somewhere. It could be. I, I don't remember that, but I know like you remember the um, the roller coaster in Seaside Heights, I, the Jet Star. Yep. That was completely. I got. Uh, I've got a picture of the Jet Star that was made for me by Seaside Heights Public Relations, uh, and it was presented to me at the Ewing uh, Night Out by uh, um, 
God, I can't remember the name now. <laughs> I suck. But anyway, uh, but anyway, it's basically about Survivor. You know, it's a Survivor poem. And the jet star went under. And, but you know what? Then the other thing, too. Seaside Boardwalk was devastated. Then there was a fire as they were trying to rebuild it. Yeah. I think it was Seaside where the fire was. And then after that, yeah. And then after that, they, they rebuild it. And they have the big grand opening for the new boardwalk. And we go to the grand opening. And there's Governor Christie, mm -hmm. and there I am with my sons, and uh, he poses for pictures with my sons. Um, also, you remember, was it Mika Fowler? Remember that TV show, Speechless? I don't. Um, he was the star of Speechless, and he was there, and he got the, we watched the show all the time, so yeah. he posed with him. But it comes time to premiere the new Viper, you know, the, the big ride. And Governor Christie goes with his whole entourage, and they get in. All right, they're going to go first. Don't worry, boys. We'll go second. You know, Dad, don't worry. They're, they're gonna let them go. We'll go for that. Then they all get in. They sit down. They take the picture. Then they all get up and they leave. So I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> come on. Yeah, so exactly. We, we got to be the first to ride the Viper. And then after that, they come down. And there's Channel 5 waiting for them. So the kids get on TV. It was a big day. I mean, if you just look at some of the pictures that are in your NJ1015 article, the devastation that that, like, again, I was 12, so I don't remember it as much, but, like, that, it was insane looking at some of the pictures of that, and just, like you mentioned, the roller coaster, the boardwalk, it's all underwater, it's just completely ripped up, like, yeah, it was horrible. It, it, was, it was heartbreaking to watch, yeah. but heart-lifting to see it come back. Dominski and Doyle. In other news, my sons uh, were incredible today, playing JV football for Heightstown. High school. In the pouring rain. The resolve of these boys. Enough of this. Give me the friggin' ball. <laughs> it was impressive. They were impressive. Those were sweet. On my Facebook page. Um, good passes, some good yeah, catches, some I good mean, like, runs after the catch, some good accuracy. cheering from the crowd. There was cheering from the crowd. There was, <laughs> there was yelling from their father. <laughs> uh, it was good. Saying words that they, uh, you know... <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, we almost forgot. You know, we a show wouldn't be complete unless we asked. Well, I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Oh boy. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on? just wanted to give a very quick brief shout out. I don't know if you remember the name Chris Hogan. He was an NFL player. Yeah, he born was in Jersey. Born, receiver. Born in Jersey. He was born, yeah, he was born on this day in 1988. And I only bring this up because there was a friend of mine that I had in college. We had a radio station and right. he got Chris Hogan to come on his show. On he the radio. Did. Yeah, he was a very nice guy, like was open to doing it with college kids. So I just wanted to say he was a very nice guy. And I was like impressed that somebody who's a celebrity was humble. Yes. Like, I mean, uh, maybe a lower level celebrity, but humble he enough. He's a celebrity. He's never play it. That's a celebrity. That's hum a good get. Humble enough to, you know, come on somebody's radio show when they're in college. Like, here's, my, here's my funny story. Scott Bruner was the quarterback of the Giants in 1981. He takes them to the playoffs for the first time in like 25 years. And I am so over the moon with this that I work. I'm doing more mornings on PST. So I call him to get him on the show. So it was the night before, and uh, he's going to, uh, we were setting it up, right? So I said, you know, what time is good for you? Or can you do 7.35? He goes, yeah, that'll work, because I, I leave for work at 8. And I'm like, where do you work? He's like, I'm the quarterback of the New York Giants. <laughs> I never heard it referred to as work. <laughs> I'm, yeah, right? I'm going to practice. I'm going to stadium. I never heard it as, I'm going to work. 
I guess for those guys, I thought right? he had a side job or something. Yeah, right. How are you gonna? And then you leave. You leave Walmart and go to the Giants. I mean, what do you do? I guess for those guys, that is considered work, work right? Yeah, like as much as we work. don't think of it to be, um, it is. Yeah. It's weird to think about, but yeah, people Trev, think this is work. Trev, there was a horrible gender reveal bosses, that went wrong. It is. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, there was a horrible gender reveal that went wrong for a baby, and it just made me think of one thing. So it was a what fireworks happened? accident. They were trying to set a firework type thing off that would shoot Did they out. Change the, the sex with the fireworks, or <laughs> <what>? <laughs> that was going to show, you know, like what the and this is uh, courtesy of the New York Post. It was going to show courtesy, or it was going to show what the gender of the baby was. You know, if it's pink, it's the girl; blue, the boy. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But as it got shot up into the air, something behind caught on fire a little bit because it was like a little firework type of thing. It was like a fence behind them that then caught on fire. And it just made me think. It revealed the other yard. (laughs) (laughs) It made me think why anybody ever feels the need to shoot off fireworks. I just don't. Why does anybody feel the need to reveal the gender? Or that. That's the dumbest thing, really. Who the hell needs a gender reveal? I think those things are very blown out of proportion as well, and I think Jason Pierre-Paul kind of gave a clear indication on why we shouldn't be using fireworks. I think it's one of the dumbest things ever when people do that, because it's just so dangerous. Absolutely. Like, you you could literally blow your hand off. Well, yeah, uh, there's that, but I mean, the whole thing with the gender reveal and how many different ways we got to do it. Whole thing with Jason Pierre, Paul, okay, light (laughs) it and count to ten. One, two, three, (laughs) four, five, six, seven. Uh oh. (laughs) Oh, man. Also, he can say that. He's not here anymore. You know. Well, yeah, exactly. Baltimore now? Baltimore, correct, yes. Mm-hmm. Lastly, we got rats with tiny backpacks. Could rats with save... tiny backpacks. <laughs> could soon save... I give you the preschool class of 1921. Soon save the lives of earthquake survivors. So this obviously caught my eye. Because rats like... with tiny backpacks? So according to researchers on the project, they're small, like the rat's small size and excellent smell, plus their adventurous spirits makes them the perfect animal to help in such disasters. So I guess they're training rats. <laughs> the, and they, the bad news is that you're stuck where? In a, in a, in a, trapped in a mine. Trapped in a mine. The worst news is they're sending rats to come in and save you. The wraps would be uh, released in the collapsed building. What's in the backpack? Cyanide? So there's like a little thing that the rat, I guess, presses, it says. Like the rat can, I, I don't know how a rat would ever be smart enough to be able to press a button. But apparently. <laughs> the rat would press the apparently, button. Apparently. <laughs> sure, why not? Sure. It sends like a little signal to somebody who is, I guess, helping with the recovery. And they're able to pinpoint where a body would be that's located like in the rubble. So I guess in the, now So this, the rat with the backpack is going to go search for bodies in the rubble. The rats are apparently geniuses. It says in their simulated exercise, the rats have to find the person trapped in the rubble, then pull mm-hmm. a switch on their tiny vest that triggers a beeper, and then return to their handlers where they've been given a treat. I think that's what they're telling the rats. And then when the rats get into the rubble, they hit a button and more rubble comes down and wipes <laughs> them all out like it's doing for us till tomorrow. Hey guys, Bill. This has been the Steve Travelly Show on Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.